The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel and you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Well, in our reading from today, we learn about Nicodemus, who's a very interesting character in the Bible. He's not mentioned in Matthew, Mark, or Luke, but he's mentioned three times in John. This encounter with Jesus is the first time we hear about Nicodemus. He comes to Jesus at night when no one can see him. He is a prominent leader of the Jews, and I'm sure his circle of friends have discussed Jesus many times. Nicodemus' visit is shortly after Jesus has been to the temple where he made quite a spectacle of himself. When Jesus got to the temple, he was upset about people selling animals and money being exchanged. He drove the merchants out of the sacred temple, threw the money around and overturned the tables. Now, I'm not sure if Nicodemus was there to witness his tirade, but even if he hadn't been there, I'm sure he heard about it. That was the day, also, that Jesus told the religious leaders that they would destroy the temple in three days, and it would be raised up on the third day. These leaders took his words literally, 
and thought he meant the actual temple building, which they knew would be impossible to destroy in three days and raise up in one day. Little did they know that Jesus was talking about his own death and resurrection. The actions of Jesus in his unsettling words may be why Nicodemus decided to make a visit to Jesus. Nicodemus, instead of dismissing what Jesus said, like many of his friends, he wanted to try to understand what was happening. He was confused and he was curious. He had a feeling that Jesus was someone who should not be dismissed so easily. Nicodemus had a gut feeling that there was more to Jesus than many believed and that turning away from Jesus was not a good idea. Nicodemus chose to come in the dark of the night because he didn't know if he was quite ready to explain his visit to his friends. Unfortunately, I'm sure after the visit, Nicodemus was still not ready to let people know about his time with Jesus. Jesus' teachings that night left Nicodemus with more questions than answers. And no matter how confused Nicodemus appeared to Jesus, Jesus did not give up on him. He continued to try to show Nicodemus that you don't need to have all the answers. All you need is faith. That is the same lesson that we can learn from Jesus. We don't need to have all the answers. All we need is faith. So where does our faith come from? Our faith comes from Jesus Christ. We are saved by grace through our faith in Jesus Christ. So how do we gain faith? The same faith that Nicodemus was wanting, even though I'm not sure at the time that he knew that was what he was searching for. Faith is not something you are born with. Faith comes from your actions and the actions of others. Your faith will not be strengthened if you live your faith in isolation. If you refuse to look to others for help, your faith journey begins at your baptism. If you were baptized as an infant, you had no say in what was happening to you. It was someone who loved you very much who chose to bring you into God's family. As you grew, there were many people in your life whom I'm sure made sure you went to Sunday school and worship. Were there others that made sure you had a Bible? And as you look around the sanctuary today, can you point to people who have in the past or are now helping you keep your faith strong? As much as we like to think we are independent, some things cannot be accomplished on our own. Will our faith ever waver? Will there be times when we doubt that God is in our lives? And what happens during those times? Are we willing to ask for help? Are we willing to admit that our faith is not strong and we need encouragement? If we are willing to voice our doubts and our struggles, there will be people who will step up to help. It takes us to admit our weaknesses 
and that is not easy to do. We don't need to be like Nicodemus and come in the dark of the night. We can come here in the light of day and know that we have people who want to help us. What also gives us hope is that Nicodemus did not go away enlightened with no more doubts. He went away from Jesus confused, but he was willing to take what Jesus had told him and think about it. Faith is a mystery. It's something we have, but it is not something that's easy to explain. For those who doubt Jesus, it's not easy to convince them to do otherwise because it's not easy for us to explain exactly how Jesus works in our lives. We know how much God loves us. We can recite the verse from John, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. But how can we expect those who have not had the same experiences of growing up in the church to understand what we are trying to tell them. The story of Nicodemus gives us hope. Hope for ourselves and hope for those who still do not believe. I told you that Nicodemus is mentioned three times in the Gospel of John. The second time he is mentioned is when the Pharisees are upset that the temple police did not arrest Jesus. Nicodemus speaks up to remind the Pharisees that the law does not judge people without first giving them a hearing. It took a lot of nerve to stand up to the other religious leaders. It gives us a reason to believe that Nicodemus heard what Jesus told him and that he did not dismiss it as words from a crazy man. And if that is not enough to give us hope, then Nicodemus' final actions after the death of Jesus shows us for sure that he finally realized that Jesus was the Son of God. It was Nicodemus who brought the spices to the tomb and prepared Jesus' body for burial. He was truly a believer, and that is where our hope lies. If Nicodemus can be converted to a believer, without a clear understanding of everything God has to offer us through Jesus Christ, then there is hope for all of us. Amen.